everyone. Welcome to another episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by equipping people to embrace and manage change. On today's episode, I wanted to talk about explicitly being anti-racist and what that looks like, what that sounds like, what that means, because in my last podcast episode, I had kind of a mic side chat, heart to heart with you about racism and, and things that I didn't understand and, 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 and kind of pulling out my experiences um, as well as talking about the broader issues that we're faced with um, as a company, um, as a country um, and companies are, are grappling with. And, and so, you know, my experience as a black woman in the US has a huge influence on my perspective about systemic racism, discrimination, diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. And in my work, I spend a considerable amount of time working with companies and organizations to help them facilitate change, to implement diversity and inclusion efforts, and to create more of a culture of belonging. And when you talk about racism, when you talk about privilege, when you talk about discrimination, you have to talk about anti-racism. And people mistakenly believe that just because you're not overtly and loudly racist, that that's enough. But actually, it's not enough. Silence is complacency. Silence is tacit support. Silence is unacceptable. It's not enough to not be racist because we've got lots of people, we've got millions of people in this country who are not racist, but we don't have enough people who are anti-racist. We don't have people who are active in the process of rooting out and stamping out racism. So what does it mean to be anti-racist? What does that look like? How can you commit to being anti-racist in ways that feel genuine and feel authentic and feel um, right for you? And so I wanted to kind of review some of that today and give you some, some tips and, 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 some, and identify a bit of what that looks like. Because being anti-racist means standing against racist practices it means speaking up against racist speech. It means pushing for equal treatment. It means dismantling systemic racist practices. It means being an ally. It means working to change laws. It means expanding the opportunities for black indigenous people of color. It means being actively, outwardly, and visibly against racism, period. There have been years where we've been told to promote tolerance and inclusion and belonging and that that was going to be enough. There have been tons of articles written and trainings conducted and best practices distributed about how we need to get to a post-racial society. And just because we have minorities or people of color or, or, or people who have traditionally been seen as other in different positions, well, that means that we're beyond racism. Just because we have the first black and South Asian woman who has been nominated and is on the ticket to be a vice president, that should be enough. Because we've had the first black president, that should be enough. Because we have so many firsts in 2020, a lot of people are thinking that should be enough. But unfortunately, it's not. Unfortunately, just having the first 
after so many years, it feels kind of hollow. It feels like we're missing the point. It feels like we're not doing enough. And I'm not saying let's not have the first, let's not have the first woman this or the first black that or the first Asian this. I'm not saying that. I'm saying these are necessary. What I'm saying is being anti-racist goes beyond just pushing and supporting and advocating for the first. And instead, why don't we advocate for and push for more? Why don't we push for that being the norm? Why don't we push for and advocate for and fight for equal opportunity and equality? It's one thing to have me in the room. It's another thing to have me have a seat at the table. It's another thing entirely to be open to my perspective and the value that I bring to a particular situation. It's one thing to believe that I'm just as good it's another thing to champion that in your actions, in your dealings, in recommending me or other people of color for um, positions, to expanding your hiring pool and your recruiting pool, to looking at this in a way that causes you to say, we have to do more. We have to go further. We have to align ourselves with this notion that all people are created equal. Being anti-racist means that all lives matter is not just a slogan to you. Being anti-racist means that you truly look at everyone as an individual person with their own set of gifts, talents, and abilities, and their own set of experiences, and you welcome that and champion that so that their voices are heard just as much as yours. Being anti-racist and being an active ally, which is the state or condition of being, of supporting and advocating for a marginalized person or group, being anti-racist means advocating for and fighting for a, a situation or a condition or a state of being where we don't have to advocate to make the argument that people of different races should be in the room that people of different races should have these opportunities, that people of different races and backgrounds should have a seat at the table, should have their voices heard. I have had more people, companies, organizations contact me about doing anti-racism training, implicit bias training, um, diversity and inclusion training in the past couple of weeks than I have you know, all kind of, you know, lumped into the past couple of weeks than I have in one period in the 15 years that I've been in business. And what happened is there, was, there, were, there were people who advocated and who were staunchly opposed to having women-led and minority-led groups and companies being left out of the conversation. They weren't just supportive of everyone having an opportunity. They were anti-discrimination. And so they took it upon themselves to share a list of companies that do what we do and say, hey, you need to be aware of these people. They shone a light on all of us and saying, here are people 
that you need to talk to. Here are people that you need to know. Here are people that you need to embrace. Here are people that you need to, talk, to give a shot to. So as we talk about racism, as we talk about social justice, as we talk about rooting out and dismantling systemic racism and systemic discrimination and ways in which people of color and black people in this country have always been left out, have always been diminished, have always been discriminated against, have always been shut down and silenced. When we look at that, we look at, you know what? If I wanna be against this, it's not enough to say, I agree with you. It's not enough to say, I support you. Actions speak louder than words. How are you supporting black people, marginalized groups? How are you being open to having true, honest dialogue and taking a hard look at yourself and the implicit bias that you probably didn't even realize that you exhibited? How are you looking at things through a lens of being inclusive as opposed to being exclusive? How are you being more intentional about expanding your network? How are you being open to examining the hard truth about yourself and about people in your circle and about the way that you operate your business and the way you lead your teams and the things that you think and say and the things that you do when it comes to racism and discrimination and diversity and inclusion? How active are you in creating an environment where everybody feels as if they belong? How active are you in this? Because one thing I want you to understand, unless you are active in this process, unless you understand this process, unless you lead through this process, then you're missing the boat. You're missing an opportunity. And that is not okay. So I know you're asking, well, Keisha, if it's not enough for me to just say that I'm against racism, if it's not enough for me to say that I am um, for equal opportunities for everyone, what am I supposed to do? Let me be clear. I do not want this to turn into a scenario or a situation where people feel as if they are being penalized because they don't know what to do. I don't want this, I don't want you to feel as if I am setting you up with this long list of things that you are missing the boat on and ways in which you are doing it all wrong. On the contrary, I want you to recognize something today. I want you to recognize that being anti-racist means that there's action involved that is directly against racism. I want you to understand that even though the issues of our country and the issues of society and the issues of, of the world may seem too big to deal with and that in the grand scheme of things with everything else you have going on in your life, you really don't want to add that one extra thing to your plate. I get it. You don't have to add the weight of the world to your shoulders, but you do have a responsibility because you live in this world to make it better, to do one thing. 
I am a huge fan of Disney movies. Um, I make no apologies for it. Um, I am way past the age of uh, being their target demographic, but because Disney movies have so much to unpack, because they, of course, have to entertain the adults that are bringing the kids, Frozen 2 is a movie that I have watched several different times over and over again. Not because, you know, I'm a, a huge fan of Frozen, but because there are so many lessons learned in there of becoming who you were meant to be and to understanding how to move forward even when things seem insurmountable. And there's one song, one, one, one takeaway from that that I want to share. When it comes to being anti-racist, when it comes to championing diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging, when it comes to being a better version of yourself so that you can create a better world and a better community and a better organization and a better team, the number one thing, if you don't know anything else to do, do the next right thing. Do the next right thing. That, in a nutshell, is your guide. That, in a nutshell, shows you what it is you should be doing and how you should be doing it and, and ways in which you can keep moving even when you don't know what to do. Because I will tell you this, there is no right or wrong answer. However you decide to be actively anti-racist and the way that looks to you, do that. However you decide to be an ally for black indigenous people of color, do that. However you decide to lend your support, do that. Do the next right thing. Because everybody starts their journey with a single step. And my efforts are not gonna look the same as yours. We need all efforts. In your organizations, in your teams, are you allowing space and holding space for black people and people of color to participate, effectively, actively be engaged? Are you providing safe spaces for people to feel that they can show up fully and wholly and authentically as themselves? Are you opening up opportunities to people on different teams and in different departments that don't look like you? Are you expanding your hiring pool? Are you expanding your recruiting pool? Are you looking to be involved with other vendors and other companies from, uh, that are championed and led by women and people of color? Are you expanding your world? Are you expanding and widening your circle of influence? Are you being open to being uncomfortable when having conversations and discussions about race? When your company is looking at its initiatives and its, and its learning and development budget and its employee resource groups, are you prioritizing those and making those a, a center focus of your goals? and objectives, and are you funding those the way you should? Are your actions lining up with your words? When George Floyd's murder hit the airwaves with, the, with that video, there were companies who were scrambling to make statements, saying how they supported 
black people and how they believe that black lives matter and how they, 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 they systematically decry the uh, police brutality and, and profile, racial profiling. They, they came up with all these ways of talking about it. Some went as far as to engage in, in diversity training. Some decided that, hey, we're gonna start employee resource groups. Some said, we're gonna make a donation or we're gonna donate a part of our proceeds. Some gave resources in terms of books and, and, and videos and TED Talks. They're, all of those are actions that, that are great. How are you sustaining it? What are you doing? What is the next right thing? After you do this to respond to and react to the stimulus of that catalytic, that catalyst of the event, what are you doing during the shift of transformation? What are the next steps that you're taking? How are you empowering and, and, and celebrating the voices of those who don't look like you? How are you making space and holding space? How are you integrating diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging into the fabric and the culture of your organization? How are you allowing people to show up as themselves? And how are you welcoming them and inviting them to show up? Having conversations about racism, having conversations about being anti-racist, anti having conversations about being an ally, all of those are things that a lot of people don't wanna do. They feel that it's unnecessary. They feel like it's over the top. They feel like we're beating a dead horse. It is something that we're talking about ad nauseum. Why are we still having these conversations? Why? Because we still have the same problems. And so today, it's not enough to say that you decry racism. It's not enough to say that you're against systemic racism. It's not enough to say that you sympathize and empathize. It's not enough that you say, oh my God, I didn't know. You have to be anti-racist. You have to be anti-racist actively. You have to take sus sustained, intentional action to dismantle the systems that were put in place, to expand your thoughts, to open up your circle, to include everybody. Because people who belong to black indigenous people of color groups, people who belong to um, groups that have been marginalized and discriminated against, people who belong to groups who have really been on the short end of the stick where we've been shut out either intentionally or you know, subconsciously, we just want the same thing that everybody else wants. We wanna live. We want to be successful. We want to have happy families. We want to be equal. We want to be included. And when you are looking at creating a society, not post-racial, but anti-racist, when you look at creating organizations and places of work that are not post-racial, but are anti-racist, you have people who aren't afraid to speak up when microaggressions occur. You have people who look at writing policy with perspectives that are broader than their own. 
you have people who are creating opportunities for learning and growth and development that embrace everybody's experiences, not just the experience of the dominant culture. You look at, you know what? Maybe it's not a good thing that all of us are here and we're all the same. Maybe we need to start thinking about this and looking at this as it's not just about me and my own little world, it's about the ripple effect that I have when I don't consider anyone else in the world. Being anti-racist is a state of thinking, a, a, a state of being, a way of thinking. Being anti-racist is also an action. Being anti-racist is intentional. Being anti-racist is uncomfortable, but being anti-racist is necessary. This is where we go next. This is the next right thing. This is what we have to create an opportunity for and make space for. This is what is required. This is the work. You can't be anti-racist if you don't have a culture of inclusion. You can't have a culture of inclusion if you don't have a community of engaged people. You, don't, you can't be anti-racist if you don't create safe spaces. You can't be anti-racist if you remain silent on issues. You can't be anti-racist if you remain silent when you see other people being discriminated against because of the color of their skin or because of any reason for that matter. Being anti-racist is being pro-humanity. How about that? Being anti-racist is being loving to everyone, being inclusive of everyone, being supportive of everyone. Thinking of everyone who doesn't look like you, but wants the same thing as you. How about that? Instead of us focusing on being anti-something, let's be pro-something else. Because the way our brains are, are wired, we don't really process negatives well. <laughs> so instead of us focusing on the negative, why don't we create something that's more positive? Let's look at this from a different lens. Let's take it from a different perspective. Let's figure out how we can create the world that each of us wants, needs, and deserves. A world where we are safe, a world where we are fulfilled, a world where we are happy, a world where we are, are successful, a world where we are accepted and celebrated just for being us. A world where we all matter. A world where we can all just live. Why don't we do that? Why don't we think about that? Why don't we do that as the next right thing? Because a lot of times when it comes to racism, when it comes to discrimination, most of the time things that are perpetuated are perpetuated because good people, because people who really don't have a racist bone in their body because they say nothing, because they accept it as being the way it is, because they really don't think about it, because they don't have to. Being anti-racist 
means you think about it even when you don't have to. You want to understand it even when it's not required of you. So let's just look at doing the next right thing. Doing the thing that is going to help us to be better, not just individually, but wholly as a society, as an organization, within our teams, within our families, within our communities, within our households, within ourselves and our circles. Let's just be better. How about that? And in this journey and in this quest to be better, we will listen to each other. We will champion the voices of other people. We will listen to different perspectives. We will welcome and embrace treating people as equals because that's what it means when you want an anti-racist society. That's what it means when you want people to all be better. That's, when you, that's what it looks like and it means when you want a world and a system and a way of doing and thinking and being that aligns with the best versions of ourselves. Being anti-racist is being the best version of you. Being anti-racist is creating the best version of our communities, of our societies, of our businesses. That's it. It's not hard. It's not rocket science. And yeah, there are some things that will have to change. There are some laws that will have to be rewritten or, or just downright abolished. There will be some new practices that will have to go into effect. But it's not difficult if we just take it one step at a time and we commit to doing the next right thing. I know that the episodes that I've been sharing um, over the past few weeks have actually been different from most because I have focused so much more on the society societal issues um, of racism and, and looking at privilege and power and discrimination and, um, and sharing some of my own journey. And a lot of that is because I have been unpacking so much of this in my work with organizations and the, uh, the learning sessions that I have led and the ways that I, I am attempting to um, equip other people to facilitate these types of discussions within their own organizations and their own teams and their own you know, families and communities. This work is something that has to be done. And this work goes well beyond just me. It goes well beyond the people that I encounter in a session of 150 or 200 or even 300. It goes well beyond the small group of people that I work with consistently on a, on a, one, on a, on a regular basis. This work is one where it's about a ripple effect. If I talk to you about this, and you get an aha moment, and then you share this with someone else or share your learning and your experiences with someone else, then they get an aha moment. And then if they share it with someone else, then they get an aha moment. That's how change occurs. Yes, it is a process that begins with an event. The catalyst of the event, the shift of transformation, and then the next normal of application. But during the shift of transformation, 
we have to share. We have to talk to each other. We have to connect. We have to build collaborations. We have to tear down walls. We have to be uncomfortable. We have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. We have to recognize that there is something different and something better. We have to commit to doing the next right thing. So yeah, you're, you're never, you never know what you're going to get when you're listening to my podcast. But I do want you to share this. I do want you to think about this. I do want you to unpack it. I do want you to reflect on it. I want you to take action as a result of it. Just pick something to do. Something. Anything. Do one thing differently than you would have done before. And that is how you're on the journey to being anti-racist, to building an anti-racist society. I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that this has given you food for thought. I hope that this has made you realize some things that you may not have thought about before. Please reach out to me. My website is carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com. I would love to talk to you more and I would love to be of assistance. Until next time, stay safe, stay sane, and stay sanitized. Bye-bye.